It's Monday night, AFL God. review night. What are you? Pretty quick, aren't uh, they? Hang on. All right, Haggis, let's considering go back. Considering large ladder climbs. Yeah, well, let's, let's. Paul has said, considering large ladder climbs, Haggis. <sighs> Gee whiz, he gets, he gets feisty during the breaks, don't you? West Coast 16 to 4. Yeah. What about Richmond 13 to Premiers and Bulldogs 13 to Premiers? Yeah, well, Richmond in 2016 finished 13th. Yep. They climbed to third mm-hmm. and then went on to win the Premiership. Okay. Bulldogs? So that's 10 spots they've climbed. Yeah. The Bulldogs climbed from 13th to 7th. And then West Coast handed them. A first week final <laughs> was the. Remember, it was the first time they had the yeah. bye, yeah. and West Coast picked just a terrible team, played deploringly, were poorly coached, and the Bulldogs got them from seventh. So no, I'm sticking with mine. I reckon from sixteenth to fourth is twelve spots, and they just do the two teams that went on to win premiership. Okay, so but there is bigger significance in that because how West Coast handled John Worsfold as coach, and Peter Sumich as the senior assistants at the end of 2010. Last chance, Gas boys. If you weren't who you are, worst fault, and Sumich, you'd both be sacked right now. You've got one more year. Get it right. Mm-hmm. So then they embarked on a – but they didn't change the list by much. That's my big point. And I don't reckon West Coast – they will change their list a lot. But so, Paul, no, I stick with uh, that still being a big All jump. All right, so I'm going to throw this out, actually, uh, for people listening into the Drive program uh, with Peter Vlahos here on SEM, with Haggers, of course, our AFL expert on a Monday night. Who do you forecast – could be, and this is could be, this is pie in the sky stuff, as the big climber this year. Could it be Fremantle from 11th last year to being Premiers? Is it a maybe well, you a think Colling- a block climb even to win the Premier? To win it, to oh, get okay. there. To get there maybe to number one. Is there, It's a, an open competition Well, now, that's, that's why. Sure. That's why I'm I mean, throwing even, it. That's even, why I'm throwing it out. Could Freo go from 11 to 1? Collingwood, where'd they finish last They were second last last year. Yeah, well, they'll have a big climb. So maybe let's look at the climb. Let's look at the climb. But I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Uh, 0487 736 736. Which club do you think will have the biggest climb? Maybe count out if you want maybe winning the premiership, but the biggest climb. Because I think Collingwood potentially could have a a serious climb this year under new coach Craig McRae. Got a pretty good run from here too. Yeah. All right, let's go to the other one. Uh, uh, Robbo. Hey, Robbo, listening on the SENWA app there in Brizzy. Uh, G'day, Pete and Haggers. Great show again, boys. Thanks, uh, Robbo. Adam Simpson is once again leading the West Coast members and supporters down the garden path. He again played all the old blokes in the seasons, in the seniors at the expense of any youth development. Um, well, I touched last Thursday on the selection of Bazo, and I, I think I said, Peter, that I thought this was a bit of an attempt to disguise the fact that you brought back all the old blokes. You know, Kennedy and Hearn at 34, Shuey at 32, Redden 31, Darling 30, McGovern 30, Gaff 30, Cripps 38, 30-plus-year-olds, 30 and, they, and they brought back the likes of, you know, like last week it was Yo and McGovern coming back into the tide. Uh, and I thought it was just a bit of a token gesture to play Bazo. Terrific call. The kid needs to now stay in the team, but there should have been. I'm I'm with Robbo on that. There should have been one or two other younger players in that at the expense of some of the older blokes that just keep the getting the The older blokes you're referring to, maybe Jackson Nelson. Jackson Nelson. Yeah, he was, it was his 100th game. I get the impression there was a bit of a... Was a, there any advantage bringing Petrocelli back well, he on played, Saturday? Well, Again, I think they're trying to prove that he can play. And Are they giving just... them one last chance well, to see whether they can uh, confidently keep them on the list or drop them off at the end I of the year? I think they have to test them, yes. Yeah. And and it's they're going to have to test them even either through the reserves team and make them play as opposed to 
you know, the garbage about managed minutes. Mm. Petricelli playing as a midfielder, Rioli playing as a midfielder on managed minutes. If they're in the reserves, make them earn their spot by playing well in the dags and say, <laughs> gee, he's got a, he's got his call up because he's been in brilliant form in the reserves, not because, oh, he had managed minutes so he's playing in the seniors this week, because they're underdone. I thought that was one of the reasons West Coast, I, I agree with you, Peter, Geelong were always going to win that game. I felt they're just too good. They're a very professional unit. But West Coast did tire because some of their important players do not have match fitness. Okay, let's have a look at the big game on Thursday. It launches a a very exciting round 15 in the AFL. It is Melbourne and Brisbane. And Simon Goodwin, of course, a coach of Melbourne, has uh, come out saying we won't be changing too much. Uh, We're back to the way we want to play. Have a listen to Simon Goodwin. Of course, Stephen May returns this week. No, not really. No, um, we're pretty clear on the way that we want to play. Um, yeah, we've lost three games in the row, but we do know our method stacks up and it has stacked up for a period of time. There's things that we can do within our game to, to change the way that looks and um, and make sure we're a little bit more efficient in the way we play. But we need to get back to being really strong in our foundations of our game. And, um, you know, the role execution has been off in the last few weeks. So building some cohesion with our playing group again and, and getting the players back into their, their key positions will be really important for us. And, um, you know, I don't believe that we're a boring side. I think we've certainly got growth in a lot of areas to get better at, but um, we play a certain way and we're pretty, we'll, we'll back that in. Okay, so there you go. That's uh, Simon Goodwin. Stephen May's back. We're going to back uh, our system and what we've certainly produced in the opening 10 weeks and even though we've dropped the last three. Clearly, um, Melbourne have had a chance to reassess. I mean, they, they got beaten Monday a week ago, Pete, by mm. Collingwood. There were quite a few perhaps surprised at that. They thought that Melbourne could bounce back after two losses. But some of the statistics that they would have reassessed was that I think the main one was where Melbourne have been such a powerful team with the contested and congestion ball-winning areas, and they got beaten uh, 132 to 144 by Collingwood in that. They conceded 46 points from their defensive half, which was their worst result of the year. Now, they're... Poor contested possession uh, tally for that match was their worst uh, contested possession game for two years. So th- th- that in itself is a starting point for Melbourne. I also think, Peter, and if and Simon Goodwin sounds very confident there, clearly because Stephen May is back. I think he is so important to them. Losing Max Gorn is massive because I think he's just their most oh, influential yeah. player. Mm. But the man who can play such a critical role and help Melbourne into a winning position and prevent opposition sides getting runs on against them is the likes of Stephen May. But uh, I would like to suggest that uh, Stephen May would have to play some pretty damn good footy uh, over the next several weeks because he owes Melbourne a heck of a lot. There's just there's some Im- in amazing stuff coming out more about that fight okay. and what actually really took place. Mm. It, it's it's an embittering sort of uh, an occasion. So I don't know how the players are going to handle it, but he can he'll have to be important, particularly to Brisbane because the way Brisbane play with their, they play their spare ruckman at the front end. You know Danaher and Hipwood getting better, and I, I just I sense that uh, it's going to be a belter. But they sound confident, probably even because Stephen May's coming back. Okay, let's look uh, at the other story regarding the West Australia. Now, Peter Sumich uh, got this out in the media on another radio station late last week regarding Luke Jackson. Regardless of what you've read, now Peter Sumich threw it out that Fremantle are making a serious effort. Though he was talking about a ten million dollar deal over seven years was one figure that was. Uh, thrown out there. And, of course, it's uh, continued over the last few days, and now Melbourne media are jumping on it as well yeah. to Not see surprising. exactly where it's going. Not but the, the general consensus is 
that he might stay at Melbourne. Well, he, and he should stay at Melbourne. Should stay at Melbourne. Yeah. He's only played three seasons, Luke yeah. Jackson. We're not talking about so Polly, only... Polly Farmer at the end of his career at Geelong yeah. to come back to West Perth or East Perth. Yeah. We're talking about a 20-year-old boy who's played 42 games. And for the next five or six weeks, while Max Gorn is out, becomes one of their most important players because he'll lead their ruck. I think one of Melbourne's problems and why I've got them faltering, I mean, you and I will debate... We won't have much time on Thursday no. because the game starts at about 20 past five. And it's just going to be an absolute belter of a game is Melbourne and Brisbane on Thursday evening. They, they just don't ha- seem to have, Melbourne, any degree of backup to Luke Jackson. There's no spare Ruckman. They'll have to go with a Ben Brown, for instance. You know, And has, hasn't his form been deplorable mm, in the last four or five weeks? He's off the place. He's another yeah. reason. But people like... People like Langdon and Fritch, I think the, oppos- uh, the opposition have worked them out. They're being tagged in onto. I mean, you don't give uh, Fritch much room. He's being watched like an old-fashioned, you know, Kenny Deard's back pocket player. <laughs> or Bill, Kenny Bill Skarowski, back pocket player with Swan Districts. Just tag on you know, like a barnacle and just lock down onto their small forward. Fritch is being tagged. Langdon's being tagged. And p- clearly people like Petrarca have been drinking their own bathwater. They've yeah. been believing their publicity and they've been way down on their best. Yeah, but After that, the bye... I reckon this is where they could come back. Yeah. Petrarca, Oliver, Viney, mate, you just, they're classy players. Yeah. And, and I reckon... Brayshaw, Brayshaw, yeah. But even Brayshaw has that loose half-back, getting a lot of uncontested intercept possessions. Sides aren't worrying about him mm. because they're closing down in front. So when, when Andrew, Angus Brayshaw wants to dispose of the footy from half-back and he's been getting a lot of it and a lot of praises for it, oh, it's working, it's a brilliant move. Well, it's not creating, it's not creating such forward thrust that Melbourne are scoring from it. The, the ball's bouncing back onto him all the time. So saying that, let's go back to Luke Jackson. Yep. Certainly Frio are leading the charge in relation to trying to secure him, okay? Well, uh, West, I don't think West Coast... We, I keep can, hearing West can Coast... Can West Coast afford him? I don't think so. Yeah. However, not at ten million dollars for six seasons. You said seven has been. I think I said seven. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 but I, I think the the, the the amount of time is varied because everyone's getting a different part of the story, and mm. and that happens at this t- in every footy season. Everyone thinks their story is the story. So, someone would have said it's ten million over seven years. I heard today it's ten million over six, mm-hmm. which my my sums are one point six million dollars a year. Really? So I don't think West Coast could afford that, and I don't think West Coast. Not uh, many clubs could. Oh, I think if if you were even slightly remotely close to it, Luke Jackson at the age of twenty one next season, he's twenty and he's played forty two games. If there's anything sincere in this, do what you can to get him. Fremantle should have could have perhaps done more to try and get him. You know, three years ago, they got uh, Young, they got Sarong, they got Liam Hendry at seven, eight, and nine in the draft. Jackson went at three. If you'd given up one or two of those picks, could you have gotten to three? We'll never know. No. But if you could get him now, I, I pay anything because this kid could be an absolute superstar, I reckon, Luke Jackson. Yeah, we're going to take a break. Come back with more in a moment. Uh, come and join us uh, on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. The Scarborough Toyota open line is 131255. It's coming up 14 to 6.